Maddie Fresh on the track up his state. And I'm bringing to you live my boys Alec and Nate, Tequila Ty, Jay Nelly, and Zillin in the building. So kick it back, pour the drink. We chillin' because I'm boozing and bettin' and ballin' like I'm too six. And the blue kicks, watch me move quick. Yeah, it's the blueprint. So who's getting involved? Welcome in to the show. This is Booze Bets and Ball, baby. And welcome back to Booze Bets and Ball. We are uh, we are back after the long Labor Day weekend, and we have a lot to go over. As Penn State beat Purdue on Thursday in a game that had I don't know I don't know what a high heart rate is I think like anything over like 120 is probably pretty high I, I don't know I took a class on it I can't remember anything about it but uh, I'm gonna say it's closer to 200 so I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it there but that was a wild one I don't know what you thought I mean I was all over the place some of it's kind of a, a blackout for multiple reasons I guess but. Well, I, I only had one drink the whole game, so it was, you know I had work the next morning and stuff, so um, didn't get too drunk. But I felt it, it was probably the wildest um, night of my life, you know. Which is, it went from it went from some comfort, like you know maybe we're gonna lose, maybe it's okay. Then it was twenty one ten at half, and it's like holy crap, they're gonna roll. And then uh, something happened, and it was 31-28, and they threw a pick six. Or Sean Clifford threw just a very, very poor pass, pick six. And then it's like there's no chance they're going to win. Uh, and then you have the best drive, the best single drive by a Penn State team since uh, Iowa, Iowa City in 2017. So, yeah, uh, absolutely emotional roller coaster. Yeah, it was. And, you know, a lot, a lot of this – the conversation since this game has been on Clifford who threw for what, I think 282, 281 yards, four touchdowns, had a rushing touchdown and everyone just seems to be getting hung up on the pick six. And the fact that Aller did play in the game because Clifford missed a drive for what they're calling cramps. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just like, and you know, he's named the co-offensive player, the, week in the Big Ten and it just still seems like people like cannot give him the benefit of the doubt there for all the good he did because yes it was a very bad throw on the pick six but to come back then and win the game on a very impressive drive I just feel like people are kind of harking on the bad instead of the good here when even though his receivers dropped maybe three or four passes it was still yeah. pretty good it was still a pretty good outing from him I thought I I agree. I don't have his stats versus uh, Drew Allard's stats. I just have the overall. Penn State had seven and a half yards per attempt. Purdue had six point two yards per attempt. Um, Purdue threw the ball a ton, uh, but yeah. only fifty one percent completions. You know, if you after watching the game, if you just asked me who threw for more yards per pass, I would say that Purdue, no doubt, because it seemed like it seemed like they had guys, you know, catching slants over the middle for. 10 yards a clip and Penn state could do nothing to stop them. But um, Penn state had a lot of big plays too. It seems like the, the Kendra Lambert Smith touchdown was yeah. pretty great. The, um, the one to add the, to Brenton strange right before the end of the half was amazing. Like great singular, like singular efforts by both of those receivers. Um, so I think Penn state had a lot more explosive plays. Didn't go back and look at that just yet, but we will in the future. Um, but yeah, just a couple of mistakes, right? There were it's not it was not nearly as bad as I think 
in the moment it seemed and people made it out to be. And, and the longer that time goes since the actual game, I think the more appreciation that I've seen online um, for Clifford doing a pretty damn good job, uh, especially in the end. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, once again, the, uh, the run game wasn't anything over the top. They had three guys. I think it was like nine, nine and eight in terms of carries yeah. with Singleton, uh, Lee and Allen. And none of, none of them what none of them went over thirty one yards. I think I think Allen led the way with thirty one or something like that. Um, it it still wasn't great. I I don't know what they're going to do moving forward if they can keep going where the carries are equally split up thirty three percent. I I just I don't know if that's a recipe for success moving on throughout the year. And it's just kind of like you know early in that game I'm seeing some holes that Lee kind of didn't have a burst to go through. And I'm like, wow, if that was Singleton or Allen, you know, that might've been 10, 15 yards. And it's like, I, I would have liked to see them. But then on that last drive, it's like, Lee looked like a veteran, like w- what he is. And yeah. it's like, he's the guy one in on that drive then in that situation, but he also can't be ice cold for three quarters and then come in and do that. And I think that's kind of what the staff's feeling is too. They don't, they don't know what to do because in a situation, if another situation like that was to occur where they need to l- rely on Lee, they can't have him where he didn't play all game and then just not play these two kids that they re- relied on to get them to the fourth quarter. Yep. I absolutely hate the running back uh, rotation as it stands right now. And again, it's only one game, but you got, yeah. uh, yeah, eight carries for, for Katron Allen, nine for Lee, nine for Singleton, only five for Clifford too, which we could talk about a little bit. That's actually, yeah. I, I think that stalled a lot of drives, his lack of willingness to run and same thing with drill R. Um, but yeah, like the, the running backs, just 3.9, 3.3, 2.4 yards per carry. Um, we did have a 12 yarder from Kevon Lee, which, you know, uh, mm-hmm. anything over 10 yards and compared to last year's team is explosive, but, um, I don't know. Uh, nobody can get in a rhythm. They're switching literally every series. It, it's just like you said, and this is a problem that they had a couple of years back too. I think, you know, I just think, um, I don't think it was like Noah Kane's freshman year, right? When yeah, it's 2019. And, yeah. yeah. And who else was in the mix at that time? Dev Ford was a freshman with Kane. Well, Ricky, Ricky Slade, actually, he yeah. started the year as the starter. And that, that lasted like one game. Um, yep. So, yeah. It is, yeah, you got, you got a little wind tunnel going. <laughs> no, sorry. I, uh, a, a video <laughs> autoplayed at ESPN. Uh, I got you. Um, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, you had four running backs start the year that year, and they figured it out towards the end of the year, right? It became it became Noah Kane and Rick, and um, Journey Brown. Uh, yeah. Journey Brown became a very very successful back, and Noah Kane that year after he came back from injury, well, he got injured against Michigan State. But um, I want to say they'll figure this one out too, hopefully. Yeah, I, I think they will. We'll, we'll see how things go, especially this week, because I think there's going to be more opportunities for the young guys against Ohio. Uh, we'll get into that later in the week. We're going to double dip now on game weeks, we think, for most of the time. So be a little easier to separate things, and it keeps the episodes from being like an hour 20 long. So that's kind of where we're going with that. But, um, yeah, I, I think we'll see what happens there. And, I mean, you know, they scored 35 points, and – they didn't get over a hundred rushing yards and Parker Washington, who's probably their best receiver went for two for 30 mm-hmm. and they still managed to score 30, 35. So, I mean, I, I I'm pleased kind of with how that went, I think, cause they also dropped a 
couple passes. I, I think it was a good start. It was a hard start for the offense uh, in a way game in the in in conference came in a way game to start the year you know kind yeah. of breaking breaking in tinsley breaking in the new running back some changes on the offensive line didn't have theo johnson which franklin later stated was kind of a problem because they wanted to run a lot of 12 and 13 personnel and they had to scrap some of it once he was a no-go so i mean i thought it was a pretty good start all things considering i agree just the output i mean if you if you went into the game saying that they're going to score 35, you would have given them a very high chance of winning. Because I said 31, 31-17. I think you were right around there as well. So I think that number, the offensive number, is very good. Now, it was it was really – they scored 21 points in the second quarter and 14 points in the fourth quarter. You'd like to see a little more consistency. Yeah. Um, some stall drives because of drops. Some stall drives because of uh, – the quarterbacks not make not running when they should, and his, you know, in the past couple of years, we've been kind of harping on maybe running too much and getting injured. But now, like when it's open, they have to be able to to just take off. And Clifford did it once or twice uh, for with good success. Uh, but yeah, going forward, I mean, I think you just you need to find a way to be a little more consistent. Um, last year, they had they had five six games rushing for over 100 yards. Um, Ball State 240, Indiana 209, Iowa 107. Michigan 109, Rutgers 149, and Arkansas 125. But then you get a lot of 30s and 40s and 60s mixed in there too. So you'd like to see this week them come out as they did last year against Ball State and kind of really pound the ball and, and get the offense, get the get the running game going uh, so that when they go to Auburn the following week, they have something to build on there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that'd be nice for Auburn because Auburn's Auburn has a good defensive line. That's gonna that's gonna be a solid test, but on, on the other side of the ball, um, you know, the pass rush didn't get there for about three quarters. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that Purdue was just – everything was out of the hand in less than three seconds, it felt like. Um, then in the fourth quarter, it got there. Chop Robinson especially yeah. showed off a lot of speed and athleticism on that final drive. Yeah. I, I liked what I saw at the from the defense. I think they got a little torn up in the third quarter, and then they changed some things around and played – exceptionally well in the fourth when it mattered uh what ppf or yes tweeted out they like uh they had, they had the most pass breakups the most pass breakups ever yeah, like yeah ever yeah um so. yeah so that i don't know in the moment it looked it felt bad but i think you know the penn state defensive teams in the moment often feel bad right when when it was brent pride and it was all this bend don't break kind of defense it felt like they were getting torn up the whole game and then the you know team would only score 12 points or 14 points um here they scored 31 uh, the offense has scored 24 so that's you know not as good as it has been in years past but it just felt like purdue moved the ball really well but i think like you're saying um, a lot of short drops uh, Purdue must have done something differently this game be, than last year because last year they were one of the worst teams in the Big Ten at giving up sacks and tackles for a loss, uh, and they held Penn State to like four total sacks and tackles for a loss, which is yeah. very low, right? So um, they they may be schemed specifically to avoid those kind of things and and wanted to get the ball out quick. So that's reflected, and we'll see how they do for the rest of the year. Um, both Purdue's offense and Penn State Penn State's defense at you know, avoiding havoc and generating it. So, I don't know. Not a lot to read into it yet. They won the game. Uh, defense looked good at times, maybe not so great at other times. 
Yeah, it was uh, it was it was a decent start, I'd say. I'm, I'm not going to harp on anything really. You know, it was a difficult game for the defense too with the new coordinator. And I don't, I also don't think they knew totally what to expect from Purdue because Purdue slid in an entirely new starting receiver group for this year, and maybe they were a little caught off guard by what Charlie Jones did. Um, I, I think we all were too. I think Charlie Jones was caught off guard yeah. by what Charlie Jones did. I, I, that, that's probably true too. So I mean, I, I, I really don't have that many problems with that side of the ball. Um, you know, I think we got a little robbed of what Abdul Carter could have done yeah. because of the the BS ejection. I think, you know, he's a guy who might have been a tackle for lost machine in that game. He's just so athletic. So I think, you know, not being able to see that probably played a little bit of a difference in that game. We'll see. They, they well, and then Curtis Jacobs week. went out a little bit too there, right? Yeah. Would, have, would have liked to have Abdul Carter there. Um, that, that call is 100% on the ref, though. If you watch yeah. that in real time, like the ball is laying on the ground for a few seconds. And the ref doesn't mm-hmm. blow the damn whistle, and what you know, the guy does what he's taught to do. So that's that was just bull crap. Yeah, yeah, I, that's that's just not. And to wrap up, you know, I was we didn't kick any field goals, but I I was pretty happy with the way special teams went. Obviously, replacing do it all Jordan Stout. Um, what they had two guys rotating the kickoffs, yeah. but Purdue did pretty much nothing on kickoffs, and then. Uh, Barney Amore was pretty good on punts. I think he averaged about forty six a punt. Yeah. A uh, couple pinned deep. I mean, I thought I thought that was a pretty good debut from him too. So it was one game, but I'm not really worried about punter now going forward again. No, hundred percent. And you know, I'd have to go back and look specifically, but I think that there was one um, where he he dropped it at the four. It's yeah, and it under got the one. Dropped. And then yeah, and then they put it in the end zone. But like yeah. I think that's a I think that's a drive that Purdue scored on. So like the mm-hmm. difference of them getting that ball at the twenty versus the one is a huge like that's a huge impact of for sure that drive and and you know they they have to protect when the dude's gonna punt like that. I mean that's amazing. And then yeah, rotating the kickoffs, it seems like they have the option to either you know kick it to the goal line or right near the goal line and let them try to return it or punt it or kick it through the end zone. Um, and having that kind of uh, diversity and what do you want to let the opposed the kickoff return team do on the on the opponent is is actually pretty useful I think yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I thought and you want to see Jake Pinnaker kick a couple of field goals at least like thirty yeah this yards. week yeah this week I'd like to see I know you know I don't want to say I want him to kick field goals because you want touchdowns but you know I, if he has to kick a forty to a forty five yarder I'd like to see a couple of them as long as you know yeah. still comfortably win the game but I think we need to see a few yeah yeah so that was a uh, Good start, I'd say for Penn State. One and zero, you can't can't complain. Still not ranked though. They were, I think they came in at twenty seventh. Yeah, so that you know, it is what it is for now. Got to win a couple more. Um, there were a lot outside of Penn State, which was a great game. There were a lot of good games. There was a good game going on right as Penn State's game was going on with the backyard brawl with West Virginia and Pitt. That game, we almost had two games end with the. The game-winning score being a pick six within like twenty yeah. of each other. Thankfully, that was not the case. But uh, Pitt kind of—I don't know whether that guy off that guy's helmet or just right off the top of his fingertips. There, he was wide open. It was just overthrown a little bit, and the defender's right there and takes it back. I mean, that—that that was a—I didn't watch a lot of that game in the second half once Penn State came yeah. on. That—that that was another wild game. That was, um, and then. It just seems like a lot of the ranked teams, a lot of the teams that should have been that were favored, 
Yeah. Um, you know, just had a little bit of struggle going into it, at least um, to start their games off. I mean, you got you got Pitt. They squeaked by with a win. They were certainly favored. Um, you look at Ohio State, twenty-one uh, ten, uh, losing at halftime to, at, to Notre Dame. Uh, end up scoring fourteen points in the second half. You know, there's a few other games like that too, where just uh, certainly NC State, right? Just yeah. barely getting by East East Carolina. Um, so, like. I don't know. It, it, and that's another thing that kind of bolsters how I felt about the Penn State game in hindsight, too, is that, you know, you can't expect every week, especially first week of the year, um, that they're going to come out and do everything that you want them to do throughout the season. Right now, that happens with some teams. And we can talk about Georgia or Alabama or, you know, any other myriad of teams who played really inferior opponents. Um, but Purdue was good. And uh, I think getting a win there, like you said, away uh, to open the Big Ten is is a is a positive takeaway no matter how it happens yeah i mean they 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 could have been uh lsu um missing the uh missing the extra point to tie the game but yeah i mean georgia looked really good i mean i i actually thought they would take i think everybody thought they'd take a few steps back just with how many guys got drafted from that team like an insane amount and since bennett looks a lot better yeah. than he did last he looks more like last year i felt they had him in a game manager role but this year he looked like he was out there making his own play. He had that one touchdown where he avoided like four guys in the backfield and just found a wide open receiver for a touchdown. Like he, he looks even better, which I think adds an element to that Georgia team that they're not just, you know, going to rely on running the ball and playing great defense. They could also really sling it around now. So I, I think that's an added element for them. 368 passing yards on uh, basically 80%, 80% yeah. completions. I mean, just nuts, right? That's crazy. Um, and the Georgia defense, incredible. I mean, I don't know what we really expected from Bo Nix, right? right. But uh, 173 yards, two interceptions. Uh, I did pick Oregon to win, to win the Pac-10, so that took a hit. But everybody besides USC basically took a hit this week, so that's all right. Yeah, my my pack winner went down too with Utah uh, losing in Florida. I, I don't know what they were really looking at on that. I think it was just second in goal when he threw the interception. Uh, I, yeah, I think even yeah. at the I don't. I don't think they had any timeouts, but I wonder if you even just think about running the ball mm-hmm. there, be a little, be a little safer, try to get it in, spike it if you have to, take the field goal for the tie. I, that that was interesting what they did in the goal line. I, you know, Cam Risen is a, a veteran quarterback. I'm a, I'm a little surprised by the throw there, but yeah. that was a tough loss for them. Uh, Florida goes from unranked to 12. Um, <laughs> I think people are realizing Anthony uh, Richardson yeah. is a is a pretty good quarterback. So. He's going to get some Heisman hype. My my Heisman pick, uh, Braylon Allen, pretty good game. Broke the uh, yeah. Wisconsin Wisconsin record for longest uh, run ever at 96 yards. They played a pretty bad team, but they looked pretty good too. So, Yeah, there's the SEC kind of across the board is stacked. I think they have something like at least an SP plus 10 teams in the top 25 or something like that, yeah. right, which is amazing. Um, Big 10. Uh, Penn State's going to be in the mix, right? We'll see if the Ohio State offense gets going. Um, Michigan looked good. Michigan State looked okay. Um, like you said, Wisconsin, they, they played a bad team, but they they did they took care of business. So I don't know, man. And we're, we're starting the season. There's already upsets. We like to see some upsets. We like to see a few more upsets to, so that Penn State can break the top 25. Um, but it's exciting. Yeah, it's exciting yeah. stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, even even I was surprised Rutgers went up to Boston College and won because yeah. I I think Phil Jerkovic's a pretty good quarterback. I so like I was him. 
I was surprised about that. I they used uh, Gavin Wimsat in like a a Wildcat quarterback. I noticed he ran the ball a lot, so I don't know if that's their plan with him for this year. But it, that was a big win for them, I thought, going up to Boston College, who is like a I don't know a, a seven eight win team. Like Rutgers, you, know, yeah. you know, that doesn't sound that doesn't sound impressive to most people. But Rutgers going on the road to beat an eight win team is actually a pretty big deal for them. I mean, Boston College, yeah, Boston College is tough every year, right? Their defense tends yeah. to be pretty tough. They run the ball very well, and then they always have a good pro-style quarterback, right, that can manage yeah. games. So, yeah, good for them. Um, let's see. They play Wagner this week, then Temple uh, before Iowa. So, okay, so then it was a stretch of Iowa, Iowa, Iowa Ohio State, Nebraska, Indiana. So, you know, if they're – after they get past Indiana, if they're like four and two or something, that's – Three and three, that's not too bad. Then they, no. they then they get the meat of their schedule with the two Michigans, Penn State and Minnesota. So yeah. Rutgers in a bowl, maybe. Yeah, I could see it. bring them back fast if so. I could see it. Yeah, you brought up Iowa. Uh, the hardest oh, yeah. possible the hardest possible way to get to seven points. Iowa did it. Uh two safeties and a field goal, and they win seven to three and what was maybe the weirdest college football game I've ever watched. I, I just I never, I never saw anything like that. I'm, I'm too young to remember the uh, dreadful six to four game everyone talks about with Iowa. Uh, but I mean, that is just that was something to watch. The way I, I've never seen a defense really outscoring offense like that and to get the win. They're terrible. I, their offense is so bad. In 166 total yards, um, and South Dakota State's really good FCS team, right? They're yeah. top five or so FCS team, but. If you're going to contend to win the Big Ten West, you need to beat them by more than four points and all four of those points coming off safeties. Yeah. Um, Spencer Petrus, 11 of 25 for 109, negative uh, 25 rushing yards. So he's like a 1980s Cleveland Browns quarterback or something like that. He can't, he's immobile and you know has nobody to throw to. Tell you what, uh, Charlie Jones, <laughs> there's one team that's missing Charlie Jones right now. That's the Iowa. I don't know. I'm sure they're going to be fine, and I'm sure it was a fluke. Yeah, the defense is fantastic, and it's going to keep them in every game. But I want them to lose this week to Iowa State. I want them to get killed by Iowa State this week, and I don't care what it says about the Big Ten or anything, but they just you can't win a game like that and, and still be going for a Power Five uh, division ch- championship. Yeah, I mean, they, they got away with it last year, and they don't have Tyler Goodson – who was like their do-it-all running back from last year. So I, I was expecting a step back again from their offense, but I not this bad. I mean, I, you know, they're going to win some games just because of that defense. And they get so – like their best player mm-hmm. on their team might might be their punter, which is crazy to think. But, yeah, I don't know with Iowa. I still like Wisconsin and Minnesota a lot more to uh, win that division. I agree. Uh, Minnesota, very, very strong start uh, to them, 38 nothing. Uh, Mo Ibrahim back strong. Yeah, he looked good. Yep, and you know they went out the first game last year, so uh, that whiteout, you know, already after one week, that is looking a little more intimidating. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. Long way to yeah. go till before we get there. Yeah, we will have to see. Uh, last thing, so UCLA and USC are going to join the Big Ten for 2024, and uh, their their crowds over the weekend caught a lot of criticism. They were, they were pretty bad. Now, the heat index in Southern California was like 102, 103 or something like that. But, I mean, U- USC is supposed to be, you know, a pretty good team this year with a new a new mm-hmm. coach coming in. They have 
the Blitnikoff winner playing receiver. They have a, the former number one quarterback in the country playing quarterback. And, you know, the crowd was a little disappointing. And it's just, you know, going out there really wouldn't, I think, scare most Big Ten teams. They might look at it as like a home team, but it's just a little warmer. Yeah, I, they played Rice. Um, I, I live in Houston. The fan base of Rice or, uh, makes up the, you know, 10,000 people that graduated from Rice in the last 10 years. And so sixty, they had 60,000 uh, attendance, at least what it says, against the 77.5 capacity. I don't know. It, you know, there's so many. Th- you always hear this, right? There's so many things to do in Southern California. It's Labor Day weekend. You go to the yeah. desert, you go to the beach, you go to Vegas, whatever. Like, I don't know. You want to see USC kill rice. And, and the um, UCLA, I, I, th- I saw something like 6,000 or something at that state. And that, I mean, they're just, they're not very good right now to begin with. Yeah. And, um, you couple that with, again, Labor Day weekend in Southern California. Um, let's go do something else. Yeah. yeah I mean, that, we'll see how it goes through the year. Yeah. We'll, we will see how that continues to grow, I think. Big Ten fans are actually looking at that. I know I was, and it was kind of all over the place on Twitter. But it was a it was a fun start to the year. I mean, a couple of quarterback controversies still need to be worked out. Uh, we got JJ Mark- <laughs> JJ McCarthy, yeah, JJ McCarthy starting this week yeah. with uh, Cade McInerney starting last week, and what was a weird game. Uh, we have DJU and Klubnik yeah. at Clemson. And the portion of the the Penn State fan base that a, a drive that went 25 yards, which I'm not getting on it because there was a drop pass and stuff in the drive as well. But one drive that went 25 yards was enough for people to say that Allers should totally start over Clifford. Oh, oh, which oh. I think you're talking about all the people calling for uh, Christian Bayer to start. Okay, I'm a, that, that's a much smaller uh, percentage of the fan base. Oh guys. yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, you might have missed that one. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I, I mean, we'll see. I we'll see this weekend. So how we'll get into that later in the week. But we wanted to. I'll, I'll tell you, like in a in a minute, and we're gonna go. I know we'll talk about the game later. But if if like if that game, if they lost that game, no matter like you know, in the pick six is the last score of that game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Penn State Twitter and the message boards would be on fire right now, calling for. Sean Clifford's head. So yeah, it would it would be a hard, hot, a lot harder to defend. That's for sure. And I I think it would be even louder. It was loud, at, like directly after the pick six, and there was still eight minutes left in the game. And you can only imagine if they never went down and scored, then how what it would have been like. It would it would have been bad. It probably still would be bad if I'm being yeah. honest. But you know, it, they survived, lived to see another day. I guess they have hopefully an easier matchup this week, which we'll talk about, but can't complain with the first week. I thought overall it was very entertaining just from all the other games I watched too. Yeah. I thought there's a lot of good games this week. I watched no other games. Uh, I was in Alaska. So oh, know, that's like, right. Yeah. On a boat and uh, <laughs> took a seaplane and did a lot of cool stuff. So didn't watch too much football, but this week ready to get back in it. Yeah. All right. It's going to be fun. All right. He's Nate. I'm Alec. Thanks for watching. Remember to subscribe. If you do watch this video, we'll see you next time.